And welcome to this week's episode of Asking For It, the podcast that reclaims and reframes that phrase, she was asking for it, to ask people what they actually want. I am your host, Amy Maiden, and I am delighted that you have joined me here this week for another riveting conversation. This week's guest is a dancer and choreographer, among many other things. You would have seen her on shows like So You Think You Can Dance Australia. She's been on Australia's Next Top Model. Uh, She's been featured in all sorts of musicals, including, get ready, (gasps) Dirty Dancing, The Bodyguard, Saturday Night Fever, King Kong, Xanadu, Carmen, Opera on the Harbour, Fame the Musical. She's also choreographed shows including In the Heights, An Act of God, Spring Awakening, Violet, Guilty Pleasures, Sideshow, Porgy and Bess, Wicked. She's an incredible, incredible woman. I had the pleasure of working with her on a production of Spring Awakening in 2016 and I, like everyone who meets her, fell in love with her. Her name is Amy Campbell. She is one of those people that lights up a room as soon as she walks into it. I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with her. If you like the podcast, please review, rate and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other people find us and you can follow us on all the social medias. Well, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Look up Asking For It Pod on any of those. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea and enjoy my conversation with the human brilliant ray of sunshine that is Amy Campbell. Hello and welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So let's get started. Okay. Amy Campbell, what are you asking for? What am I asking for? It kind of changes daily at the moment. Um, I am asking at the moment to use my voice, Mm -hmm. to play big and to... I'm asking for love too in many capacities, not just uh, a husband, although I am asking for that too. <laughs> so that's on my to-do list. <laughs> yes, I am. where am I at? I'm in a place of uh, really just trying to learn more about myself so I can express myself better, which makes me better at life and achieving all the things mm-hmm. and actually not using words like achieving. <laughs> yeah, so I'm on a uh, mindfulness uh spirituality, connectivity, creativity path at the moment. Yeah, and have been for about 18 months. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. And what led you to that? Uh, All the normal things, uh, overachieving from a young age, uh, the need to please, uh, two broken relationships, uh, terrible relationship with my body and my self-image, all the while achieving all the things, looking completely successful on the outside and like I had it all together. So uh, got to a point where I was doing amazing things and I'd get in my car and I'd burst into tears and I couldn't figure out why so everything I thought was coping was actually inhibiting me Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so it kind of got to a breaking point which is probably about 15 years after my dance career started Mm. yeah so that kind of was like okay uh, my body was and my brain was screaming this is not all there is surely Mm. (laughs) yeah and so when you say that you're asking for a voice yes what do you mean by that I'm asking to use my voice and trust myself. So kind of like you got your own back yeah. and just trusting my intuition and really developing that more. Because I feel like I've always known the answers and I've always 
done that, but I've sort of let outside influences and my people pleasing get get in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also want to use my voice for other women and other young performers coming up because surely that's what we do. We pass on the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm using my voice in asking for what I want and what I need, which therefore helps me serve other people better. Yeah. Yeah. I find it really interesting that you talk about, you know, that moment of getting into the car and bursting into tears after you've achieved other things because I have experienced that exact same feeling (laughs) and I think it's really common in people who are seen to be high achieving women would you agree absolutely because you're so busy coping and achieving and using that to validate yourself and find your worth that when that's not filling you up anymore you don't know what else to do Mm. you don't know how else to find that feeling of being enough which all comes back to you know it's being being something outside of what you do and that's what I didn't realise for so many years because all my relationships were formed around Amy the dancer, Amy the, the really great dancer, you know, oh, if everyone would talk to me about dancing all the time, which is then how I learned to communicate with people and I forgot how to be something outside of that. So rather than that being my whole worth, I had to discover that that's a great part of me but I also do lots of other things that are awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's been – and every week it changes, like, what I'm into and what things I'm trying to. <laughs> like, I've done all the things. Um, all, the, all the things I'm still, yeah, figuring it out. But that's kind of the fun of it now is, um, yeah, I'm really, really trying to figure out my identity as a woman and even embracing myself as a woman rather than being this young girl who's – and I, I play in a youthful industry. Yeah. So as the young, the young girl, the young flexible girl, the young fit girl, the, the pretty girl, the, you know um, – and, and so as I got older, that got harder because the girls got younger and I got older. So I wasn't the young one on the job anymore. So all of my identity and my self-worth was so wrapped up in what I did that when the world started to change and the jobs that I started to have were different but still amazing, I just was still holding on to a lot of that youthful mentality. Mm. And, uh, and that's what I still struggle with, to be honest. Like, mm. I'm 34. The last show I did, I was dancing next to girls who were 19. And, you know, half of me goes... Good on you. That's amazing that you can still keep up. And the other half of me goes, wow, you're not 19 anymore. So it's an interesting cycle, but I have a lot more tools to identify where my headspace goes when I do all those things as mm. well. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's that moment of like bursting into tears when you're supposed to be experiencing joy and on the outside, you know, people think you're incredibly successful, mm. but on the inside you're just dying. Mm. Um, and also that affected my ability to connect with people in a genuine way so yes I would feel incredibly lonely and then wonder why oh because I had a wall up of achievement yeah. and a wall up of I'm handling anything you can throw up yeah it doesn't matter I've got a broken heart look at me I just choreographed five shows yeah um and then wonder why I'd be you know alone yeah 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 so uh so yeah it was a, it was a really I think the universe was like hang on stop <laughs> there's more yeah so, yeah I have really had to listen yeah Oh, that's, I find that so, so interesting and I connect with so many things, even though I could not be more a polar opposite to you in terms of the work that I do. <laughs> no, we're both creative. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. think it's, I think it's, I think there's something really interesting in that, in that there is, in, and what I have found if in my personal life over the past 18 months is the power of women talking to women about experiences like this, which Absolutely. is why I am sitting with a mic, <laughs> shoving a microphone in your face today. But it's because uh, as soon as women start talking about it, you go, Oh, it's not just, it's not just me. It's not Absolutely. just me who feels isolated in this experience yes. or I'm not the only one who is like achieving, 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 but like inside it's just 
done. corroding yeah. away at you yeah. until there's nothing yes left <laughs> until there's nothing left well, and there's nothing left to give then either when you're so when you've you know when you're out of that source yeah you're out of that source of giving but yes it's actually forced me to connect with women and to appreciate my own femininity and to real like just to be a human and be okay with that and yeah. be okay with being vulnerable um and not achieving and uh which is actually means that I have friends, genuine friends now, who don't care that I dance or I don't dance. Yeah. Or I can talk to my family. Like, we've always been really close and they've been super supportive. But now I can say, look, I'm in this headspace and they're, and they go, great. So we can all navigate it together. And yeah. Whereas before it was just, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no, no, I'm so fine. Yeah. yeah I can cope on my own. Yeah. But, um, but I really can't. I need people and I need... None of us can. No. <laughs> None yeah. of us can. Yeah, and I think that's really... Um, an important thing because you can achieve it that doesn't that's actually just false it's just a false energy that you carry around which will then turn into some form of resentment which is you know like too much it's all just too much (laughs) and if you're so if your sights are so set on achieving that one thing or those five things yes as soon as you achieve them what, what happens next? It's kind of, well, what do you do? And you're still disappointed. And yeah. Like, well, actually, I'm living the dream life. Actually, I'm living a life bigger than I ever dreamed. And what was really interesting to me as a teenager, everyone was like, oh, did you always want to be a dancer? Did you always want to be a choreographer? And I was so in fear as a teenager, I would never have let myself set that goal. Wow. Like, I met peers who would be like, yeah, you know, even like, so I went on this show, So You Think You're um, which is whew, a long time ago now. Um, but like, <laughs> I love that show. Uh, yeah. yeah, I loved it too. I did all right. Yeah. Um, so on that show, people would be like, yeah, I want to make the top 10 or I want to make the top three. And my way of coping would be like, oh, I'll just be happy to be here next week. You know, because I wouldn't let myself dream that big in case mm. it didn't come true. Then I'd be even more disappointed rather than actually going, you know what? Dream bigger if it doesn't happen. It's okay. It's okay. Because I was so in fear of the future not happening the way I thought it needed to that, you know, I wouldn't let myself, do you want to be a dancer? I would never answer yes. I'd be yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just lucky. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Which is the complete opposite of luck has nothing to do with it. No. Um, so, yeah, so I never would let myself dream, do you want to choreograph for Broadway? Do you want to? I would never set these massive goals. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm open to all of it. Yeah. And I'm also open if it doesn't happen as well. Yeah. But I'm less in fear of what may or may not happen now. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to practice. Look, it's definitely not perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's kind of, I think I had a lesson last year in going for some huge, huge ambitions and not getting them. Yeah. And realizing, actually, I'm still standing and it's totally fine. It's actually, and, and now I'm doing 18 other things that I didn't, that yes. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. had I achieved those things. <laughs> I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the wider culture has um, issues with women aging, full stop. Yes. Um, which I think are getting better, but I imagine. Am I correct in my imagination that's probably 10 times harder in the dance industry? You know, oh, God, you mentioned yeah. you're turning up to a show and everyone, like the girls around you, are 19. Now, obviously, you have a lot of wisdom and experience totally. and you're captaining those girls, I would assume. But how do you deal with that? Um, it can be really difficult. Like, the youth and the, the aesthetic thing is massive, especially in the commercial dance scene. Mm. Um, it's what you look like, not who you are. So it's how skinny you are, how pretty you are, how can you keep up with that? And then as I age and get older, um, my body's in still really good shape. Mm. Um, but then people are like, oh, does it hurt now? Oh, you're thinking about retirement. So you're always all 
it was either a case of you're the youngest one or you've still got a few years to learn you've still you know you're not quite right yet you'll find your you'll find your adult body or you know you'll get your teeth done and get your hair extensions and dye your hair and you know and then you'll peak at about 25 and then after you're about 25 everyone's like oh well you know you've probably only got a few more years left um so it was kind of like your window to enjoy it from an outsider's perspective was about 12 months when yeah. you're about 25 and you, <laughs> you really just peaked um for me personally I still struggle with a lot of body image issues mm-hmm. so um and performing as you know I've been auditioning my whole life I've been not enough my whole life and that's okay I've made my peace with that process and it was all a choice um, but yeah, there's still times where I would go in and put on a costume and every day you're putting on a costume and you're judging yourself how you felt yesterday. Oh, I feel bigger in this today. Do they wash the costumes? Uh, I didn't put tan on today. Oh, my makeup looks a bit silly. Oh, oh, she looks, oh, she's lost weight in the show. Oh, I haven't lost any weight. This, oh my gosh, I'm getting my period. And these are all this, in this, uh, dialogue that happens in your brain every day as you're getting ready for work. So in a job where you have to. You, and you, nobody's externalizing these things to you. No one's saying no. this, but this is just this kind of culture as a woman that you absorb. And so the conversations in the dressing room over the years, um, you know, I'm feeling fat or I'm not pretty enough or, you know, so you're sitting in, a, in this thought, then you go out on stage and you pretend everything's okay and you're playing these archetypes of women who are sexy or who are vulnerable or who are, you know, you're play, telling all these different stories and you're coming back into the change room and none of you are feeling like you're enough. You know, whether that's... And then, and then you're silently judging each other. Oh, she's not coping. Oh, she's too skinny. Oh, she's got something going on. Or mm. her boyfriend broke up. Like, it's... It, uh, and the patterns are changing. And I think that's how I'm using my voice is I'm trying to communicate with crystal clear intention um, and appreciate the opportunities of doing the creative shows. They're amazing. But I'm also trying to change the culture of, of that. So... Uh, Last year I was a resident on a job, which means I can use my age and my experience mm. to promote a culture at work that isn't, that's a bigger than that. So when I would catch girls saying, and I can't solve it, but I can help influence the, the, the talk backstage, you know, or, or if it all gets there, you can just keep perspective. And that's my job as an older performer slash woman slash whatever I turn into um, is, is just about, you know, keeping perspective and keeping everyone um, motivated and appreciative because once you go down that hole, it's a long way back. And you see it and you see it in the eating disorders and the, and the anxiety and the, and the, you know, all because it's all from pressure of everybody not feeling enough mm. or you're beating yourself up because you did the show better yesterday or the audience didn't laugh today like they did yesterday. So you're constantly never enough. You're trying to achieve something that you've felt or mm. you achieve something in the future. So, so in that workplace culture, I, I'm like, let's talk about it. If there's an issue, let's just fix it. Like nothing is unsolvable here. You know, I'm sorry you have to use your left foot and stand on number five. It's just what we have to do. And it's just a job. And find your worth. I'm teaching them now. Find your worth outside what you do so you can come to work and really enjoy your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can see it in performers. I see when it becomes their whole world that they're trying to find their worth in what they do. And it makes them so incredibly unhappy if it doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. If it's somebody else gets chosen as the understudy. Like it's all just this to outside people, just normal workplace stuff. But, but I can identify it so much clearer and I know the experience can be so different. I reckon I've enjoyed, out of all the musicals and shows I've done, I've probably enjoyed one contract. Wow. In all of that. There were moments in all of them, but in terms of actually really enjoying the opportunity that I had, I reckon I've done one show where I was like, 
this is really fun. Yeah. And I also have a life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, it's a, it's an industry more than others where it is very easy to define yourself by what you do. Yes. And everybody, like I call them foyer friends. Everybody asks yes. you, you know, in the foyer. Um, they don't even ask you how you are. They ask, what are you up to? Yeah. So you have to then go, oh yeah, well, I just finished the show. I've got yeah, a few projects. And these days I just go, I'm really good. How are you? What do you have to do? Oh, you know, lots of different stuff. How's yeah. your family? I try and steer the conversations because I don't want it to be about achievement. And everybody else is just seeing what everyone else is doing because we're all feeling like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. So, and keeping for your friends at a distance, it's okay. But you also don't want to be that person who's like, yeah, I just, you know, you know, I've got all the jobs and I'm really success- successful. Like, that wouldn't come out of my mouth anyway. But but people are that confident. Um, so, yeah, so it's, 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 it is a weird industry and everyone says openly it's about the last thing that you did. Mm. You know, or you know, and as a woman, it's about what you looked like in the last show. Yeah, you know, as fit as I was. Oh my god, of course I'm not, because you're not 19 anymore, Amy. <laughs> um, and you like food, and you actually should be really nice to your body. I was yeah. really not nice to my body for many years. Yeah, yeah. So it's healing all those wounds. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two things in it. I think that a lot of women are not nice to their bodies in different ways because that's what we're taught from a very yes young from birth. Yeah. Um, and the recovery from that is long and not a straight line in any way at all <laughs> and a very long journey. Uh, but I think also what's interesting to me is I'm talking to a lot of people like you and, and we're all about the same age and about the same point in our career where we've had a lot of very early success and now kind of going what's next and about there's a lot of conversations I'm having at the moment which I love which is about redefining what achievement is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And saying, is it a Helpman Award or a Tony Award or a Logie or whatever it is that yes. you're in? Yeah, reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, you know, what it, it and yes. it's and and making it a deeply personal thing? And yes. if and you know, and it can be whatever it is, and allowing other people to have that. I think it's such an ex- that I get really excited when I hear people talking about that. Yeah, I think so too, and it is exciting, and it is, you know. Achieving is not a bad word and having big dreams and Mm. really, and, you know, going for them is not a bad thing at all. I think that's, you know, a beautiful thing. Drive is beautiful, but grace is beautiful too. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just finding a bit of equality in those, in those things for you so that you're not, you're not, uh, you're not lessening the, your experience to achieve something that might not fill you up. So for me, uh, you know, I have all the big dreams. Yes, give me all the millions of dollars to make tell all of the stories because, you know, I could talk about dancing for f- forever. <laughs> um, and, I, and I love it. But also, if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to enjoy this show that I'm doing in a 100-seat theatre and the voice that I have to be the creative and that's enough for me. That doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, go in with everybody else and keep putting myself forward for all the big dreams. But but for me, I had to redefine what achievement was for me. Yeah. And it's actually just whatever makes me happy. And it's a choice and it's a choice to, to, you know, to appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if it's not making you happy, don't do it. It's okay. Like the amount of performers that are more unhappy on the job than they are off the job, mm-hmm. I'm like, then it's not for you. You don't choose to become an artist because you want to whinge and complain, do you? Because mm. that's so boring. You know, go whinge and complain at delivering the newspaper around the block. Like... <laughs> You know, you choose this. You choose to work this hard. You choose to tell these stories and be sensitive and be creative. 
And then if it, and it's okay that if, if that's not enough or that changes and shifts, you don't have to have one dream and hold on to it because that's what everyone told you you had to do or you've got a degree in it. Yeah. Like you can actually shift and change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like I can actually <laughs> stop dancing and do something else. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't take away from anything I've achieved or experienced or loved, but it means that I can do other things too. Mm. And that's all okay. It's actually going to be okay. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a lovely uh, sentiment to end. <laughs> Part one of this conversation. Okay. On. Okay. Uh, so did part I two. Pass? Did I pass? You, you did. Meet the overachiever. Did I achieve that? You have achieved. You met all the marks. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I'll get some feedback later. I've got a small trophy here that says coffee cup. I Congratulations. Love, I love trophies. Yeah. My, my parents' garage is full of them. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, so the second part of our of the podcast is called uh, Myth Busters. Okay. So what myth would you like to bust? In your world, is there a myth that you go, no, I call bullshit on that? I call bullshit (laughs) on you're so lucky to do what you do for a living. I call bullshit. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Tell me about that. Um, So... In, and I'm only talking about my experience because that's all I've, all I've ever done. Of course. Um, oh, gosh, you're so lucky to do what you do. Oh, well, you, you're lucky to have that job. Oh, my gosh, you're so lucky that, you know, you've, you're, you're so flexible. Oh, you're so lucky that you've done all those shows. Oh, you're so lucky. No, I have worked my ass off. I've, you know, it's been counting 20-cent pieces to buy that cup of coffee <laughs> to moving back in with my parents to, you know, having – friendships break down relationships break down to be lucky mm. nah I call bullshit on being lucky because in any other industry if I've worked this hard and have this kind of seniority or this experience mm. nobody say oh well you're lucky to be an artistic director aren't you oh no 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 I've been working towards this for 15 years yeah <laughs> you know so um so lucky to have that job which I think um in workplace culture on a show or, or on a job or in the entertainment industry allows for so many blurred lines because you're lucky to be there. You're lucky. There's not enough jobs for artists. There's not enough money. You're lucky to have this. Therefore, it's okay for you not to have a bottle of water or a seat to sit on mm-hmm. or for you to smash your body or for it not to be safe. Like, oh, well, you're lucky to be dancing on that TV show. Nah, call bullshit on that. Call on, on this thing about being lucky, mm. you know? I think there are opportunities that cross your path that are fortunate, but I think everything you do is supposed to happen. But I think luck has absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, I am grateful, but I'm not lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oprah Winfrey says... <laughs> I try Love to... Her. <laughs> yeah, Oprah Winfrey says, and I, I blew my mind when I first heard this, that she says that there's no such thing as luck, that it is opportunity meets preparation. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that is so true. And I yes. think that's absolutely yeah. the case for you as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not lucky to be a dancer. No. Yeah. I was, you know, you want to know the truth? I have terrible feet. I can't sing. <laughs> um, I work, you know, uh, really hard to be of a certain body type to, which is then a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, pff, let's not talk about that. Um, to, you know, to, you know, it's, it's got no, nothing to do with luck. <laughs> like, and also I think I've just been around long enough that <laughs> the numbers dwindle. So like your, your chances yes. get better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, it's not luck. You're not lucky to, you know, it is the work and the preparation and the opportunity and you choosing to make the most of that. Yeah. What I can't control is whether I get cast or not, or whether people like what I do. Can't control that. But what I can control is the way I express myself yeah. and my dedication to my craft. So I can control. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is up for grabs. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, you know, when you go back to the thought of people being defined by 
that job mm. by by being in this career and what it is is something that you have so little control over the way it forges forward yes. especially when you start out yes it's like no wonder people have mental health issues oh my gosh and don't we like yeah and, and you know what i'm okay to say i do like, yeah i suffer chronic anxiety i always have i just mm. didn't know that that's what it was called you know I, you know throughout high school depression and all of that sort of stuff and I'm okay to talk about it. Mm. And the, and other performers are okay to talk about it too. But it actually, even when you're starting out, it's bloody hard. And then even when you're 15, it's bloody hard at this end because it gets pointier. Mm. So the opportunities get a little bit trickier and the people going for them, you know, dwindles out. So I don't think there's... you. It, it ever gets to an... Oh, maybe when I was 25, it was easy for about six yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah, you had that golden yeah. six months. I had months, that Amy. massive golden six months for 15 <laughs> minutes of fame um, <laughs> after my dad spent half the mortgage on voting me for a reality TV show. Um, but... Which is awesome. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Um, <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so just it's it's actually always going to be challenging, this industry, because it's evolving so quickly. Um, and here's when, as a woman, I find that more that I want to chase these bigger dreams, mm. the less role models there are to look up to. Um, uh, yes, and that is what I've struggled with because, you know, you want to have all these big dreams and you go, oh, are any of them reality? Who's actually living a similar existence to what I would like to, you know, guide by? No, I can count them on one hand mm. of Australian women who are working the way that I would like to, you know, and, and, and everyone says, oh, that's because you stopped to have kids or that's because, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I just don't think that's it. No. <laughs> I really just don't think that's it. So, um, but that's the, you know. Women in this industry is um, a whole nother kettle of fish. Women in the dance industry too, supporting each other and not tearing each other down is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, because there is enough for everyone. Yeah. 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 Do you think the concept of being, you, you know, you mentioned earlier the concept of, you know, you're lucky to be here and so that leads to grey areas. Yes. Is that something, the concept, this, you know, I'm so lucky to have this job, do you think that undermines women in, in their work? Absolutely. Absolutely, because you're constantly told, well, there's more women than men. It's easier for guys to do. If you're a talented, if you've got half the talent and you're a man, you'll get twice the amount of work, mm. which is kind of based in fact. Um, and then, yeah, it does undermine undermine your, even just your ability to get educated about yourself and the industry and what is okay and what is not okay. Mm. Like the amount of just not the ignorance is bliss thing going on with young performers like oh well you know I'm just happy for the job yes that doesn't mean you should not know when you're paid overtime and what your resting hours are and it's a it's kind of that lucky thing that's promotes ignorance which means people don't educate themselves on their rights at work mm. and and that you have them and that you have a voice and that you know what all these um all these paths are, are in in the workplace for you to talk to people and you know I just find the lack of like people's knowledge and then going oh well you know that, that guy's kind of looking at me backstage oh and how long has this been going on for oh like since the top top of the tour okay you don't have that's that's not yeah. okay because if you are getting a cup of coffee at your other workplace that's not okay either mm. so yes I think you're lucky as a performer causes blurred lines absolutely mm. yeah yeah and so what are you saying to these what are some of the kind of you know Amy Campbell golden advice <laughs> that you're giving because I, th I looking at you externally I see um, someone who has ha people have so much respect for in your work and the way that you work and then I've seen I've had the pleasure of working with you I've seen the way that you teach and mentor younger performers yeah. what are you saying to them when you're working with them to help them tool up like what's kind of how are you you know you talk about changing that culture yes um I think it's it's all about communication mm. I think it's actually communicating what you feel 
and trying to identify what you feel and being feeling safe enough to communicate that to because mm-hmm. there are actually always an outlet for you to talk to whether mm-hmm. that's directly at your workplace or at a, or via another different way mm-hmm. um it's about um it's about crystal clear communication identifying what you're feeling and you don't know what you don't know so it's you have to you have to if you're going to invest in this invest in this craft and it's more than just learning the steps yeah. it's, it's it's knowing how to navigate this this uh climate of you know of of being in a workplace it's knowing how to you know deal with conflict and resolution and uh it's 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 boundaries and it's and it's being just just please be more educated than i know the choreography because that's just the first taste of your experience it's managing your life outside of this to make sure that your experience is great but also like people are quick to have big reactions in this industry too like oh that's unfair i'm not going to do that Okay, so there was a path that could have got you that we could have dealt with that sooner. Yeah. So I think it's not letting things build up so then they become explosive. Um, and I'm talking about my shoes broke three weeks ago and, and now it's the wardrobe's fault and now I'm yelling at wardrobe because they've got crappy shoes. Okay, well, that's that's not the truth. Yeah. Um, and facts are different to opinions. Um, and <laughs> and it's, 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 uh, it's thinking about... It's being responsible in the workplace for yourself mm-hmm. and and... And just educating yourself on the forum that you're working in. And you know what? There, you know, there are beautiful, awesome people to aspire to and talk to and ask questions to. But you don't you don't know if you don't ask. So ask questions. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, that's what I say to all the young ones on the job. Um, and I mean that with as a term of, a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask. If you don't know, because you're going to get more upset assuming and telling yourself stories in your head about what you think's going on, as opposed to actually finding out. So using your voice Mm -hmm. and don't ask annoying questions if they've already been answered because that's annoying too listen (laughs) ask and listen (laughs) maybe they're the two keys (laughs) yeah yeah because i think it's just being more responsible for yourself in in general don't expect others to shape your experience yeah yeah because other they can others can shape your experience yeah 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 so wise (laughs) so wise uh so you talked briefly before about a handful of women who uh in australia that you can identify yes so that is a nice segue (laughs) to the third part of the pod which is transition yes (laughs) uh which is uh women crush woman crush wednesday yes so who is a brilliant kick-ass woman that you would like to celebrate today? Uh, well, my obvious choice is Kelly Abbey, mm. um, who is, and I love that I can say she is a friend before she's a mentor. Uh, I first met Kelly, uh, well, she didn't know she met me, but I met her when I was 21. I just walked out of my first show and I auditioned for her for The Boy From Oz. And I thought I was like, just done a show. I was like, oh, this is for me, this life. I got cut in the first round. Um, <laughs> Can you just explain to people who don't know? Oh, who, who don't, don't know who Kelly Abbey is? Yeah. Um, Google, Siri. Um, <laughs> Kelly Abbey is one of Australia's best creative talents. Yeah. Uh, in uh, she's most renowned for her dance work but uh, she's also an incredible director and mentor and uh um just generally good woman um whose energy is infectious and uh she's wickedly intelligent um stupidly funny and uh caring and nurturing and has really really shaped my path as mo- as a woman also as a creative as well she's really mentored me but she's she's really opened my eyes up to you know, more, more life and, um, 
and passion and igniting my passion and that being okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and she's, even though she cut you in the first round of boyfriend, she cut me in the first round. She was like, no, nah, didn't even, didn't even know. And so she was the catalyst that then I moved to New York, did it. I was like, all right, I need to keep training, trained for a year, came back, didn't meet her again until so you think can dance. Um, of which I was like, oh, <laughs> and so dance my pants off. So it definitely started off as a, de- as a, like a, um, a work kind of relationship. I just had a need to please her cause I thought her work was incredible. Mm. And then that kind of developed into more of a, 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 more of an important relationship in my life as I, she asked me to start assisting her and, you know, all those first times that I was then her assistant and then her assistant hanging out became a friend became mm-hmm. you know she became a very good friend uh, of mine so she's she's a beautiful and she's incredibly human so I have no you know she she has the highs and the lows and that's what she's taught me as well is that you it's not a destination you achieve mm-hmm. and when you get there everything's okay so even a, an incredible woman and I hope she doesn't mind me saying in her 50s yeah who is you know wonderful and vivacious she's still a human being who experiences highs and lows and that's probably been the most important lesson to me because everyone's like oh you're the next kelly abby actually no she's kelly and i'm amy yeah and it's a very special friendship um i don't want to be her and you know what i mean she is i can't be her she's her own beautiful entity and i'm my own entity as well we can coexist Mm -hmm. and we have an amazing friendship that even if we both had two broken legs and you know we're wobbling around we'd still be (laughs) friends um but yeah, oh, I've lost my point. <laughs> no, you're just talking about friendship with Kelly. Yeah, yeah. So she's um she's just a woman I look up to in terms of she continually grows and evolves, and she's kind and patient, and she can achieve things without shame. And I think that's the biggest thing. Mm. You can be at the top of the pyramid and not use shame as a device to get there. <laughs> I would drop the mic, but it cost me too much money. Good yeah, one. Keep the shiny mic. It's really cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's lessons as a person yeah. that really then make the creativity so much easier because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just like, oh, and then it just like comes out of me and I've got no control. But when I'm holding on to it or trying to force it and I'm not looking after me as a human, I can't, I can't do anything. You know, the steps just don't come. Um, so yeah, she's a woman I would love to celebrate um, oh my god, Kelly Abbey, come on as a guest. Yeah, she's I've amazing. never met her, but I love her from oh, afar. How, how have I not introduced you? No, we've never oh, met. Now I feel like I'm a terrible friend. Oh, um, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll introduce you in the foyer. Although it's you know she's you know. she's worth more than a foyer conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, she's incredible. Uh, incredible. I think she's you know in this in this beautiful landscape of women that we're all connecting with each other. She's mm. a very important piece of my puzzle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's um, what a beautiful way of articulating that. A very important piece of your puzzle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a woman I'd like to celebrate. Woohoo. Go Kelly. Yay. <laughs> well, the, we have reached the end. Amy Campbell, you won all the prizes. Yes. You hit all the marks good. and you checked all the boxes. Excellent. <laughs> You're very good at podcasting. <laughs> no, I just talk a lot. Was, <laughs> I love this. If you open that talk. door, like I just like, just run through it. I should tell you my way through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, early mornings. I would listen to you talk all day. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, Thank you very much, Amy Campbell. Thank you. That was my chat with the beautiful Amy Campbell. I really appreciated her vulnerability and the honesty that she brought to that conversation and I think 
that's really one of the most exciting things about all of these conversations that I'm having is that in every single one of them, there's a moment where one of us says, oh, I've been feeling this, do you feel it too? And the other one goes, oh my God, yes, I didn't think anybody else did. The more we talk to each other, the less isolated we become and the, the better world we build, I think, anyway. Uh, Amy has a wonderful blog that's totally worth reading. It's on MissAmyCampbell.com and you can find her on Instagram at MissAmyCampbell as well. I will put links to those in the show notes. Uh, once again, if you enjoyed this conversation, review, rate and subscribe on iTunes and you can follow us on all of our social medias, Asking For It Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And do get in touch. Tell us who you'd like us to talk to. I want to hear from you. Are you asking for it? Do you want to come on the show? You don't have to be famous. I'm not interested in that. I just want to hear your story. Uh, thank you so much for spending half an hour with us again. I really appreciate you taking time and supporting the pod. Uh, and yeah, I hope you have a wonderful week, whatever you choose to do. And we'll see you back here again next week. <laughs>